Trendsetra is a VC-based podcast where we analyze and deconstruct the latest trends across emerging industries, offering useful insights in a fun and exciting way. Tune in every Wednesday to get your dose of Trendsetra. In today's podcast, we talk about streaming wars, the battle for anime. The 90s signified the birth of a new era for anime as Cartoon Network through Toonami introduced Sailor Moon and the legendary Dragon Ball Z to the American audience. Now, three decades later, anime has become a new frontier for the ongoing streaming wars. Japanese media titles now account for 11 out of the 25 highest-grossing media franchises in the world, with Pokemon and Hello Kitty in the top two. With the pandemic forcing much of the live-action movie industry to go into lockdown, anime studios with their low-budget, safe-to-make shows were uniquely positioned to cater to the content-hungry, stuck-at-home audience. Demon Slayer, co-produced by Sony's Aniplex Arm, which was released in Japan in October 2020, crossed $44 million, making it the biggest theatrical release in the world that weekend and the best opening weekend in Japanese cinema history. Anime studios that were paid US dollar $150,000 to US dollar $300,000 for an episode a few years ago are now comfortably earning US dollar $800,000 to US dollar $1 million for the same work. As the streaming war intensifies, major streaming platforms each have their own unique strategy to boost their anime content libraries and eventually increase their subscriber base. Netflix The pioneering streaming platform with its 200 plus million subscribers across 190 plus countries was one of the first platforms to experiment with anime. Knights of Sidonia was the first computer-generated anime show produced by Netflix in 2014. In the same year, it also acquired the exclusive license to air The Seven Deadly Sins, which was based on a manga series by the same name. After acquiring a few more shows over the years through exclusive licensing, Netflix in late 2017 announced that it planned to spend a significant portion of the US$8 billion to produce 30 new anime series which were to be released in 2018. This shift in strategy moving from exclusive licensing deals to producing original anime series has clearly paid off, as evidenced by the 100 plus million households globally that tuned in to watch at least one anime title between October 2019 and September 2020. Amazon Prime Video Amazon Prime Video is ranked second with 150 million subscribers globally. And unlike other platforms, the streaming giant bundles Prime Video with Amazon Prime, which saw a surge in subscribers due to the pandemic. In the past few years, Amazon has upped its game with critically acclaimed series such as The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, The Man in the High Castle, Fleabag, Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan, and is currently working on the first season of the incredibly expensive Lord of the Rings adaptation. The Everything Store initially dipped its toe in anime with the launch of Anime Strike in 2017. Anime Strike was an add-on channel to its Amazon Prime Video subscription that would give subscribers access to shows Amazon had licensed itself along with shows from Sentai Filmworks for an additional $5 a month. 
but the service had a lukewarm response and lasted just over a year. Disney Plus Disney Plus, which launched in late 2019, relied heavily on its back catalogue and had only one original series with one episode at launch and has witnessed a rapid growth in its subscriber base and its content. With nearly 95 million subscribers, it has smashed the target it was supposed to achieve in four years by achieving it in just one year. The number blows up if you add its other services such as Hulu with 39 million subscribers, Disney Plus Hotstar with 19 million and ESPN Plus with 12 million subscribers with the grand total amounting to a whopping 165 million. HBO Max One of the most confusing streaming platforms, HBO Max, which launched in May last year, has just managed to gain 19 million subscribers, which includes subscribers from the now-defunct HBO Now. The home box office is also betting big with its controversial move of releasing all its movies slated for 2021 simultaneously on HBO Max and in theatres. HBO Max is leaving no stone unturned when it comes to Anime 2, announcing its partnership with the legendary studio Ghibli. The studio, which was co-founded by Hayao Miyazaki in 1985, is well known for its distinctive visual style, artistic storytelling techniques, and hand-drawn animation. Due to the painstaking animation process, it takes years to produce such masterpieces which keeps the anticipation high and adds to the Ghibli experience. Miyazaki has been a strong believer in the cinematic experience and has long opposed the idea of digital distribution of his films, an attitude which finally changed in 2019. The partnership allows Studio Ghibli's incredible roster of 21 films, including masterpieces such as My Neighbor Totoro, Spirited Away, Sony. After its recent acquisition of the anime streaming service Crunchyroll, Sony has become one of the strongest contenders when it comes to anime. Founded in 2006, Crunchyroll started as a platform where users could share unlicensed fan-translated and subtitled anime, but it quickly transitioned into a subscription and ad-supported model with exclusively licensed shows with subtitles. By early 2017, it managed to amass 20 million registered users with 1 million paying subscribers and in 2020, those numbers grew to 90 million and 3 million respectively an incredible feat for a niche platform. Conclusion The underlying reason for anime's popularity is because it's so unique when compared to anything that the Western media has to offer and, despite its internationalization, it is still distinctly Japanese as it should be. Anime can do to the streaming giants what The Simpsons and The Family Guy did to establish Fox in the 1990s. The one who wields the most number of exquisite anime titles will be the true victor of the epic streaming wars. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Trendsetra, a VC Bay podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. So don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcast streaming platform. 